What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's goody? Tino, what's your biggest flex? My biggest flex? Yeah. Hmm. I have too many. I have too many? many? To That's good that you say that, because I was thinking, like, not adding this as a segment, but, like, unofficial segment, we always say, like, something we can flex about. <laughs> so what's something you can flex about? Um, hmm. From the top of my head, yeah, I, I can deadlift 315. That's pretty good. I don't think I've ever tried to deadlift in my life, so... I don't know how much, if that's good or not, but uh, congrats. <laughs> nice. It's, 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 it's okay. I mean, the world record is like a thousand pounds or something. Dang. But for myself personally, from knowing that I could not lift at all and, and, and I can do 315, that's a pretty big flex for myself. Deadlift just looks like it's not even working anything out. Like, it just looks like you're hurting your back. But anyways, my biggest flex is that I don't snore. I'm a peaceful how, sleeper. How do you know that? Oh, I just... How do you from, know that from the multiple sleepovers and, mm. you know, all the women that I've bagged? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> absolutely kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, no, I just know. Um, I just know from all the all the times that I've uh, whatever been in a hotel room with a friend or. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how do, you, not. how do you know? How do you know that those were the only times you weren't snoring and you're a perpetual snorer when. You're sleeping by yourself. Sure. Okay. Well. Well, then, in that case, I'm still not a snorer. Like, if I'm, if I only snore when I'm by myself, mm. it's like if a tree falls in the woods. Does it, <laughs> like, yeah. If I snore by myself, but no one's there to hear it, do I actually snore? No. So I just, I've never had a complaint. What? Wait, wait. Hold, hold the front door. Did you just say if you don't, if you snore, uh -huh. only when you're sleeping by yourself, you don't snore? Well, like, does it matter that I snore? No. <laughs> okay. You, no one can say that I'm a snorer <laughs> if I if they've mm. never heard me snore. I don't is, know. Is, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. But anyways, the point, the reason I bring this up, because yeah. I was at my girlfriend's cottage this past weekend, and yep. the Friday night, um, so it's a wood, wood cottage, very thin walls, and yep. 4 a.m. I wake up to what I assumed was her dad snoring in the other room and I could not fall back to sleep. I like woke up like, I can't sleep. And she's like, count back from 500. And I did that. I counted slowly back from 500, didn't fall asleep. Really? Like he's still snoring, go wake him up. And she, cause like when I'm with someone that snores, what the move is for me is I go and I shake them until they half wake up that I can hop back into the bed. They've stopped snoring. I got like a 10 minute timer to like fall asleep before they start snoring again. Fair. Uh, Matt, my best friend is always snoring and i'll just like, slap him and hop back into bed like oh, what <laughs> but he doesn't even remember it like i have conversations with him as he sleeps and he doesn't remember them like uh that's another story i'll get into that but basically right. he's snoring i say i can't sleep uh i give up around 4 30 like i put in music i've, tr I've tried everything that i just went downstairs and from 4 30 like 6 30 i watched the social network and then <laughs> eventually he woke up and i was able to go back to bed but and then she tells me that like how do you know it was my dad because my mom's my mom snores too. I'm just like, oh my god. And she's like, yeah. And when they go in unison, it's the worst oh, thing ever. Oh, no. uh, terrible. Yeah. So I like to, I just like to flex the point that I'm a very peaceful sleeper and I do not snore. That's a pretty big flex. It yeah. is a big flex. That's a fair flex. Um, I feel like I feel bad right now because I've kind of just outed like my girlfriend's parents that they snore. <laughs> they're but gonna, and they're gonna listen to this and then they're, they're not. But yeah. she might listen to this. Oh. And then, well, it made me want to ask you, Tino, like, should we bring relationship issues and advice onto the podcast? I don't really want out our girlfriends, but 
I feel like that's some of the most interesting discussions in life. That's probably, I think, definitely just conversations related to how to interact with other people and how to do relationships. That's quite interesting. I'd, I'd be happy to talk about that. But um, it's, it's easy to talk about it when it comes from a place of, well, that if it's happened to us, you know, like my girlfriend did this, now I'm able to talk about it and like discuss with you, like, what's your opinion on this? Mm, I mean, we kind mm. of do with the red flag game already. Sort of. I mean, I think it might be interesting. What about you, listener? What do you think? Yeah, that's true. We have an email and DMs for this. We do? You should let us know, guys. <laughs> should we talk about relationships? Right. Um, I don't actually have any Amsu news for us today. Right. I, I know you had a little bit, so I'll let you get into it. Uh, yeah, like you said, a little bit. Not a whole lot to touch on. We've got campaigns coming up. I'm actually so excited. Uh, it's a pretty exciting story on how I put it together. But uh, you ha- you will have to tune in to the Wellness Week. Uh, camp that will... So, Wow, I am rambling, aren't I? I will stop rambling and then I the, will You're making it that. worse by ra- doing... Just, <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> okay. I, will, I will explain that coherently. Um, we have the Amsu Does That campaign the very last week of September, which is just basically a campaign that explains what it is that Amsu does. And then after that, we have our Mental Health Month, which we are splitting between Jaleen, Kristen, and myself. And what I'm doing during Mental Health Month is the Wellness Week. I'm very excited to be putting that together. Um, and then after that, we have the Indigenous Students Month. So that's some programming to look out for. I, I believe we're doing prizes as well. So tune in t- for that. You got to you gotta make it more exciting. This week, <laughs> week, week. Dig- nah, anyways, um, what I told Tina was right now we'll, we record every Wednesday and it comes out Wednesday night. So mm-hmm. you can listen to Thursday morning. But we're going to be switching to Mondays for the school year. So we're now having to say... Uh, the program that we're doing two weeks ahead of time. So by the time you listen to this, you know, it's all not over already. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was how we got the $2 chicken sandwiches at KFC. But then we realized if we shouted that out, you'd just be listening to thinking like, damn, yeah. I missed it because it was yesterday. And we actually didn't even get those chicken sandwiches because the lines are ridiculous. There were so, so many people. It was so long. That was too bad. I was really looking forward to it too. And it has apparently, so I had one the other day. Right. And it has like a potato, well, a potato bun thing. The bun, I, I don't know okay. how it is. It's really delicious. The point I've, is, it's really I love delicious. KFC. It's probably my second favorite fast food place behind Taco Bell. But I've never had their chicken sandwich. I've had the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and the yeah. Popeye's one. I really like the Popeyes one. I love Chick Fil A. I haven't tried, even Popeyes. though they're crazy racist and Christian and <laughs> religious and whatnot. But uh, too too far right for me. But that chicken sandwich is just so good. But yeah, I was looking forward to trying this KFC one. Maybe I'll go back later tonight when the lines less. Hopefully, hopefully it's hopefully. a shorter line. Kind of on the note of fast food. Uh, mm. Have you heard of the Travis Scott burger, Tina? I have not. That's yeah. It's uh, all over the place. I think it came out a week and a half ago. It's blown up. Really? Um, I was actually thinking of deleting TikTok, but then I saw all these TikToks about people going to get the Travis Scott burger, and they're hilarious. They keep me, they're keeping me going these days. So what it is is Travis Scott, I guess, somewhat sold out to McDonald's, and he now has a burger. So it's basically just a quarter pound of cheese, okay. but now there's bacon, lettuce, tomato inside, and there's probably there's probably some other things, but those are the main three mm. differences, and. People on TikTok have been going around and they'll, what McDonald's said to do in the promotion is tell, you know, the person at the drive-thru that Cactus Jack sent you, Cactus Jack being his um, label. 
So, right, it started off with people just like going and being like, yo, Cactus Jack sent me. Then it became people just blasting sicko mode through the, like, you know why I'm here, and then blasting (laughs) sicko mode. But now it's just gone to such extremes where people are being like, Cactus Jacked, effed me, (laughs) blast sicko mode. And then there's like people going to like Tim Hortons and like Wendy's instead being (laughs) like, yo, I'm on the Travi Patty with extra sicko mode sauce. And like, this is a Wendy's. It's like, what? That's so funny. It's just gone out of control. Just the most. Typical. disgusting things that they say but i laugh at all and they're so funny goodness and then and then now we're getting tiktoks on the other side of things where it's you know um the actual servers of mcdonald's uh recording themselves like this is what it sounds like on the other eyes it's like blasting music through the speaker and oh. it's people like recording it from a third person angle like this is how stupid you look and it's just it's hilarious isn't the internet the best thing that's the ever internet, happened yeah you know i'm like tiktok you've now earned my <laughs> my attention for another month with all these funny t- funny travi patty TikToks. It. everything just comes and then it devolves into like just a mess. Um, I love that he sold out to McDonald's though. Yeah, I'd I'd sell out to McDonald's. Well, I think Fetty Wap should sell out to Burger King, and they'll make the Fetty Whopper. <laughs> okay, you should write an email to them. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, them I don't know if Fetty Whopper that she sell out. <laughs> I don't know. Travis Scott's just a big thing. He thought he'd cash in on his success, and you know I haven't had the Travi Patty yet, but maybe I'll go have. Maybe instead of the KFC burger, I'll go get that. There mm. you go. Um, Interesting. So. Wanting, wanting to go back to that boat question. So first of all, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on it because okay. it's already infiltrated too many podcasts. But mm-hmm. I will say that that is the first, what you uh, gave me is the first real argument I've heard for the it's not the same boat side. Shout out to Lauren. Yeah. Well, not specifically Lauren's argument. The serial number thing, I don't subscribe to that. Because okay. because if you were to change, right, they all have different serial numbers. Right. But the boat, we're thinking of the boat as a whole. And the boat mm-hmm. as a whole, to me, is the, still the same. I mean, it's actually under the same insurance, which, oh yeah, goodness. so so <laughs> that hasn't changed. But the notion that you now have all the parts for a second boat, mm-hmm. I, I subscribe to that. I think that's a great argument. Okay. My counter response to that is, one, you replace parts because they usually don't work. So you put all the parts that you've replaced together. Mm-hmm. I don't consider you having a boat. I consider you having a scrap of metal because it's not a functional boat. Right. The second thing I'll say to that, though, is... If they do, if all the parts are working, mm-hmm. yes, that is not the same boat, but you still have the original boat. You now have two boats. And okay. that, and now at that, this point, you just throw the whole question out the window because you have two boats. The point is, is you had one boat and you still have one boat. Is it the same boat? But yes, that, that was a good argument that you now have all this, the same parts to build another boat. Fair. So Fair. in this scenario, I guess with replacing all the parts over a year, you don't have those parts anymore. You don't have that second boat. That's fair, but I would say to that, to your first point mm-hmm. where you said, uh, what did you say? You said if you have, you just have a bunch of scrap that's not right. a boat that doesn't work. Right, if I you put it all together, like it would sink. So could yeah. you even call it a boat, really? Yeah, that's. A, I guess that's a different question, though. Right. But the, I think from the original, like, kind of point, it's you, you have two boats, and I think you've kind of said that you have two boats. You have two boats. Yeah. And then at that point, the question's out the window because... The point of it was you have one boat and you still have one boat. Is it the same boat? Yeah, is it a different right. boat? So you have two boats, but is it a different boat? N- I'm saying... The, the functioning boat. Is, the, is right. the functioning boat a different boat? If you, I guess the, the question is, um, 
if it's this if you have a boat you change all the parts over the course of the year is it the same boat in that scenario we're not considering like you have to assume that you still only have one boat so if you were to say will you have a second boat mm. you can't even ask that first question and and basically yeah it's not the same boat but you do still have the same boat it's just off to the side now you've built it somewhere else so because you still have the same mm. boat you still have the same boat Hmm. Yeah, the one you're pointing at is not the same boat, but you still have the same boat. Okay. So that's so yes, I will All give right. you, I will give a point there. Finally, I've heard a good argument in terms of okay. no, it's not the same boat, but I still have all these facts to prove that it is the same boat. So that's you why I'm still what? on the same boat side. You know what? You know what? I I take that. I yeah. will take that. And Fair enough. I I, I want to give rest to that though. I, I oh <laughs> I do too. I know. I and like Lauren, you know, shout out. Thank you for kind of sparking it and bringing a different perspective. Absolutely. I don't agree with that sp- perspective, Absolutely. but you made Tino come up with a good argument for. And I would still again, I would still like the listener to do what Lauren did and reach out and tell us. You know, I had another person reach out on a DM saying, mm. you know, you know, this is another argument for the the boat thing and yeah. yeah so i'm glad you reached out through the instagrams to talk about it that's what the point of the show is is connecting with students we're Absolutely. just we're just generating Absolutely. conversations for people to interact fun. with us this is so much fun um i went to safeway yesterday oh, how's yeah? that place still in business i don't get it it's so <laughs> expensive oh yeah is it where, where do you shop you know you probably I, shop more than me because I, I still live at home oh yeah true i i go to safeway <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. I do you go the one um, on McGilvey and Pamela? I do, I do actually. Yeah, did the, I do. D- is that one not closed? It doesn't have a sign on it anymore. No, it's it's very much open. I, I take my bike down Pamela and yeah, I got huh, that I, I, I drove past them. Like, there's no sign. Is this one closing? Maybe. Just, maybe they're closing. just updating it. Hmm. Who knows? Interesting. It, like the Safeway logo and the words, like the big yeah. lights, they're gone. Oh, I didn't even notice oh. that. But yeah, that's funny. You go Safeway. No, don't stop. Go <laughs> really? Superstore. First of all, Superstore is way cheaper. Walmart's just om- basically as cheap, but it's also more convenient because it's got more than just food. Mm. Um, Safeway. Why is this even place even on the map? It's smaller than these places. It's more expensive than these places. I I just don't get it. Huh? That's I I never. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, now you know, the more you know. The I guess you know, technically you're you still know. closer to Safeway than Superstore. Yeah, super, the Superstore is just like off yeah. that way. So, I mean, I guess in your sake, yeah. okay, in your sake, it's the closest one. That's why it's still in business. But, like, I feel like it sh- still should have gone yeah. out of business a long time ago. There's like, a, even Sobeys. Sobeys is a bit cheaper, but still, like, way too expensive. Why do people go to Sobeys? <laughs> anyways, an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, interesting question. I, it, it drives me bananas. <laughs> Tino, how do you cut your tomatoes? How do I cut my yeah. tomatoes? Yeah, do you go side to side or from bottom to top? Like if you line right. tomato I, down? Well, it depends on what I'm trying to use it for. A sandwich. A sandwich? Uh, you don't want it all. You just want some of it. So I've got it like with the top. With top, the, like, top on top, there, yeah. And then I cut it this way. Well, like, like that. Turn oh, so you go side. top to bottom? Yeah, top to bottom. Oh, you, you go, go top to bottom. Wow, <laughs> I go. I, would, I didn't even consider that. I thought that would be the worst way. Like I was thinking, I go bottom to top. Wait, you wait. Know? So wait, bottom to top, but like which way? Like like you start on the bottom. Like if I flip the, if I'm flipping the tomato sideways, oh, go, okay. I'm going from the bottom end. So like the, so basically, I'm leaving the green part in as the last part that I cut off. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. This is yeah, hmm. and then I thought like side to side isn't isn't bad either. Like if you're only gonna use half of it, but I never consider top to bottom. Damn. <laughs> All right, then. Well, so thank you for that. Why? Why is it? Why is this? Oh no, it was just came to me. I just thought, like, man, how do people do this? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Lie. You know what would be fun? Just like twenty-four hours inside your head. I think would be a very interesting. What do you think this time. is? This is just an hour inside. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is just an hour inside. Oh my god. The next one is how, how often do you shave? 
not all that often actually. Mm. Um, so I think this is actually the first time that I have facial hair coming in. So I'm oh, of, I didn't I'm really. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, excited. I didn't know this yeah, at that's all. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not often. I uh, saw. I saw my friend Marvin send me a snap of him shaving, and oh, yeah. he's Vietnamese, so he only he's only got it on his lip and his chin. Yeah. So Same the here. the shaving cream was legit just a line on his upper <laughs> lip and then a little spot on his chin. And I thought to myself, like, wow weird like it's just so different because mine mine comes in fully um but and i shave once every two days i i can get like really i shave like if i shave monday morning tuesday i can go with a little bit of scruff Mm. like it's it's not that bothersome but by wednesday like i need to shave it's just so itchy and pretty long and pretty noticeable so yeah but the other thing i do is i don't shave with shaving cream i haven't since i was in grade 10 no it just uh it dries out my face so i just i shave in the shower just Take a raisin, go at it. Huh. And it's had some real-world applications in the sense that when I go to the cottage, I just hop in the, the lake with a floaty, and I'm able to just have my raisin just... Have at it. You know, swish it in the water and then <laughs> shave some more, swish it in the water. Like, I don't need the shaving cream. That's so funny that you bring that up. Um, my theory is that black people are less hairy because Africa's hot. Yeah, that, I mean... And, and probably. That's my, that's my hypothesis. Yeah. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I subscribe to it. Mm. Um... Late, so with this whole Brendan the Goat thing on mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. I uh, I went to go follow those people. Okay. What's up? Oh, you want water? Water, Here. yes. Thank you. I went to go follow all those people who said Brendan the Goat, you know, because they're my fans, of course. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. And a lot of them actually had class of 2024 in their bios. Oh, yeah? And it, it made me somewhat chuckle because, like... Um, it's unlike high school. Like, university is not like high school. We don't do that here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I can almost guarantee say that 75% of the people that have class of 2024 in the bio won't be graduating in 2024. And that's can like, we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, actually. I think it's a good thing. Go ahead. I mean, like, university is the best time of our lives. Why would you want to just get your four years done, get out? Also, taking five and five all the time or four and four and two summer classes, like, that's hard. That's not unenjoyable. You want to enjoy your university experience. Whenever are you going to be this young and this free ever again? Stay in university as long as possible. It is a great time. Um, Yeah, you know, so, so... I, they're all high schoolers. They're kind of, you know, that's what that's when you're set up on a plan. You're supposed <laughs> to. You're supposed to be done in four years yeah. in high school. But now you have so much freedom. Like, you know, take your time. Take fun classes. And, you know, the other thing is, like, you know, it's okay to graduate in the winter semester. It's okay to graduate in the summer semester. Like, you don't have to graduate four years as soon as you start. Four years after you Absolutely. start. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so happy that you brought that up. I don't know where that comes from, but... There is like a common notion that you have to do your degree in four years and like if you haven't done it in four years, you're a terrible failure or like all these sort of things. But it, it doesn't take I, four years. I think that's that's the um, thought process of all first years. But as soon as people get to second year, second year, like no one looks at you like you're a failure if you don't do four years. I, I mean, I, obviously, I don't think that either, I don't think I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people don't think like that. But mm. I, I definitely think like coming into university, a lot of people do think like that. Yeah, that's too bad. And yeah, like it, it doesn't take four years. And if it does take four years, you're probably, like you said, you're doing five and five and then you're doing two in the summer, which is just, that's depressing. Four and four and two in the summer or just five and five throughout yeah. the four years. Yeah, That's like, just so depressing. Like, you yeah, kill yourself doing that too. The whole time? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You have no free time for friends. And also, like, you can't just graduate with a degree these days anymore, right? Like, you. you oh, you need more, yeah. You need a lot more than that's just That's why I said on the Manitoba podcast just get involved. Literally. Oh, I think I said on this podcast too. Mm. The employer 
is going to look at the person that did five years but has a club on their resume versus the person that did in four years. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking about this with my friend too. Uh, we're talking about how you walk into the interview room and then you give them your degree and then they, they take it, they look at it, they put it on the side and then they're like... So oh, who are you as a person? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, so what else did you do? Yeah, and they exactly. Ju- they're just like, okay, so everybody else has come here, also had a degree. Um, yeah, what, what exactly. sets you apart? Right. So... Yeah. And it's not that you finished in four years. Absolutely. No one cares about that. Exactly. Most people don't even care that you have a degree or not, quite honestly. Unless if you want to do like a professional prog- uh, mm. professional program, so like dentistry, law, that type of I thing. I think you don't actually need a degree to get into law, but. Oh, you don't. That's no. also true. That's um, also true. But yeah, like they're looking. The, the degree helps to say that, like, look, I can be a committed person. I can commit to something. I can work hard. So it's always good to have the degree. Not <laughs> We're yeah. not promoting people to drop out. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I mean, like, we can't say that on a university podcast. I don't, but I don't believe it anyways. But anyways, I, you might. But anyways, I actually, are you good on that subject? kind of want to move on. <laughs> no, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to talk about it further, but I see that you have exciting stuff that you want to bring up. No, no, it's all good. What else <laughs> could you say? No, I don't have a whole lot. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> why do we like sports, Tina? Why do, why do people like sports? I find it so time-consuming, and it's just such a waste. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know. I watched a bunch of NFL, some <laughs> NFL games like this, and like, yeah, I was good in the mo- moment, but like then I realized, like, I just kind of wasted three hours of my life watching that game. Uh, it's because well, there's many reasons why we like sports. Um, I don't. I'm not just gonna say because they're fun because this is pretty silly answer mm-hmm. but my hypothesis is because we're very competitive people to begin with mm-hmm. okay. um, another thing is we like yeah we like competition we like sides you know us versus them it's a very human thing sure. so like why are we paying like to, well obviously we're not paying to see games now but like why why do we shell out cash for this why do we idolize <laughs> these people that are good at shooting a puck why do we idolize these people that are good at kicking a ball because it shows that they've been dedicated to something long enough that they've gotten really good at it, and we mm-hmm. idolize that. We like <coughs> people that are good at things. Right, but we don't idolize scientists. Like, I couldn't tell you who won we should. Nobel Prize. Well, <laughs> okay, so the reason why we do it with sports people is because um, advertisers spend money on sports, right? So that's what's constantly everywhere in our society. But they spend money on advertisements because we're watching. That's fair. Why do we, yeah. Oh, like, is, is it a, is it... Do did adver- no? I I would I would say that advertisers spent spent money on sports and now we watch sports more. I don't think it was that people were watching sports and then advertisers went to spend money on sports. What, how does that make sense? Why we we don't like ads and now all of a sudden we're, ads are making us watch sports? That doesn't make sense. Well, not ad- ads. Well, ads are <coughs> making us watch sports. I mean, who pays? That's why. That's who pays. That those are the people that pay for the you know lots of the money that the players make yeah it's because of the tv deals it's because we watch sports so now the like right they see the number uh, of people watching the sports and oh, now they're g- able to go advertise be like hey this is how many people we have watching we're worth this much now fair point okay fair point i don't know it just shows it's just a very physical it's a physical representation of how good people are mm-hmm. you know well, like yeah and like playing fantasy football like i just waste like so much it just makes me mad i went oh for three in all my three mm-hmm. leagues like just it makes me mad why am i doing this <laughs> why it's really fun though it's, it's really it really is fun. but like it, it's you know what it reminds me of maybe smoking cigarettes it's good in the moment and then like yeah. afterwards i think like oh why did i do that <laughs> like yeah. 
Well, I don't smoke cigarettes. I, yeah. I can only imagine don't that's what cigarettes, cigarettes are like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think something that feels good in the m- moment, but then when you're done it, it's like feels awful and you wish you never did it. Yes, I know. Okay, that's <laughs> yep. Okay, we'll move on uh, after you worded that not uh, worded that word. Um, sh- I guess we'll move on to the segments now. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. the last thing I had to talk about before we move on to segments is yeah, I took your advice. I'm not doing the Reddit. Ask me anything. Oh, you're, you're not right. doing the Amy. I realized like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. The the few people that'll get like benefit from this <laughs> isn't worth it. The multiple people that'll <laughs> downvote me that'll help. It's so man, I don't even know why it's like that. I saw yesterday there was a post on Isaac, uh, the student group, and somebody was just asking, Oh, is it worth joining Isaac mm-hmm. or whatever? And literally the comments were like, It's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. They're so bad. I'm like, what? Yeah. Wh- from where? They, they're when, the when nicest people I've ever met. When things are anonymous, the ugly side of people That's come true. out. That's true. That's very true. Um, all right. Let me pose a question. Mm. Should Gatorade be thicker? I don't think I have an opinion on this. I was just messing. Gatorade <laughs> should obviously not be thicker. <laughs> okay. Why, why do you think that? Why do I think it shouldn't be thicker? Mm-hmm. Because that's like drinking a smoothie when you're trying to hydrate. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It just wouldn't go down smooth. I feel okay. like you'd throw it up, actually, because yeah. it'd be so chunky in your stomach. Yes. <laughs> um, my real question is, how often do you think teachers have been hung over at school? Quite often. Quite often. I think sometimes I think back to high school, and I'm like, hmm, this hmm. person was probably hung over at the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just think back to elementary school, all the times mm. that we had movie days. just like, <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think also – you know, how often do do you think teachers are actually going and drinking on weekdays? How often do you think people in general drink on weekdays that you're like, oh yeah, they're coming hungover? Like, I would say like m- maybe through my elementary day years, like maybe once, once a year, like on average, my teachers probably came in hungover. I, yeah, I think it also depends on like who's teaching you. I think if they're younger and they don't have a family at home. The, well, yeah, that, obviously they're going. But versus, you know, I had, I had a cat lady, you know, old sixty year old teacher in grade six you know i definitely don't think she ever came to school hungover alternatively she's just been doing it for like 40 years uh, that she's, she's not used to it. Uh, yeah actually so talking about hangovers it leads yeah. me into my would you rather mm-hmm. in this would you rather pretend that covid's not going on we're just in normal circumstances fair, fair. would you rather never ever ha- have hangovers ever again okay. or would you never uh, get sick again never get sick again or never have hangovers Hmm. I would say never get sick again because I don't get hangovers. Okay. Um. Now, would you rather have? Let no, you threw out. <laughs> no, it doesn't really work. <laughs> I was gonna say, would you rather have your hangovers be twice as worse or you get sick twice as worse? So we're just talking sick in general. I'm talking about like yeah, you get the just flu, like you know, or oh, I have a stomachache now. It's twice yeah. as worse. Yeah, I would say twice as worse hangover. If I did get hangovers, that is not to ruin the would you rather. Well, yeah, obviously because you yeah. don't get hangovers, so mm-hmm. so now it's easy to say like yeah, I want them twice as worse. Because it's because I'm the worst sick person on the planet. I just I'm I'm mm, so terrible when I'm sick. I'm, I'm like, like a I'm, big I'm, baby when I'm sick. I'm great when I'm sick. Like really? I'm, I'm usually fine. Like oh. obviously, I think to myself, oh, this sucks, but. I can usually function. No, I, uh, I, can't, I can't stand being <coughs> sick. I'm Bless not you. sick. I just clean my throat, <laughs> relax, relax. Um, All righty. Okay, I got you another would you rather. Mm. <clears throat> would you rather get 10% off any car or 5% off um, groceries for a year? Th- with the car, it's a one-time offer. So, mm. 5% off groceries in a year? 
I think I'd go for the groceries. You go for the groceries? Go for the groceries. I'm going for the car. I think you for the car? You'd yeah. save more money on the car. Um, hmm. How often, how much do you think you spend on groceries in a year? So I spend about two to three hundred bucks on groceries. Um, is it a week? A month? Uh, no, it's a month. Um, so what's so that? I'll go high bucks? side, 300 times 12. That's 3,600. So 5% of that is... Uh, it's like a hundred and eighty dollars. So you'd save a hundred and eighty dollars, or if you bought a five thousand dollar car, you'd be saving five hundred dollars. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> so it's just. I mean, it's just a maths question, I guess. Um, I'd still go for the groceries. You'd still go for the groceries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I go for the car. Just I'd wait till you know I'm ready to buy my, like a a new car versus buying old or used cars up until the age of 40 when I'm financially stable enough to buy just a brand new car. I'm going to shamelessly plug my views over here. I think uh, people shouldn't have cars. I think we should all yeah. use public transit. No, I agree. <laughs> with, uh, I'll, uh, I know you agree. I, know I, you I agree, agree in the sense, like, I like what Calgary does in that they have a lot of, um, they have the C train, that uh, train that just basically is like a subway but above ground. Yeah. Um, and people just drive to the different stations and then take it from there. So oh, there I, I subscribe to... Everyone having a car, but not using only using it when it's necessary. But yeah, I would love. That's a good. Yeah, I think that's a good. I'd love hybrid. if we walked more places and bus more places. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about walking. To be fair, just because Winnipeg is Winnipeg, but like definitely more public transit use. Did you know that in the summer you can walk? Like you. Oh, wait. true. For true. four months, four of the five months, I would say five months of the year we can walk to places. Yeah. I saw this crazy stat somewhere. I don't know what the actual number is, but it was something like 90% of a car's life is spent parking. Like yeah, it's just parking. Well, obviously. I mean, that <laughs> what, 50% of our lives is spent sleeping? <laughs> True. I don't know if it's 50, but it's, <laughs> it's, fine, some, it's, it's, something, it's something high. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not 50. It's probably, yeah. well, yeah. you could say 33%, and then we'll... Fair. You sleep a bit more when you're younger and older, oh, like true, a baby true. and older. And so, like, I'd, just, I'd okay. say 40. I'd say 40. Fair. Um, uh, man, I have a bunch of things. I don't know if we're running long. I want to get Trevor on here. Oh, by the way, that's the guest this week. It's Trevor, the LGBTQ. We've got Trevi uh, coming on. Yeah, he's the rep for, um, the, yeah, LGBTQ. Oh, my God. I'm messing up. Ah, whatever. One take, gang. One take, gang. <laughs> he's the he's the rep. Um, the oh, the LGBTQ. B L G B T Q rep yeah. for Umsu, you and he it. will be coming on to kind of describe his position and get more personal with the student uh, yeah. base. Yeah, um, but I still have a lot of like other. Oh, we should uh, we should touch segments. on them. We should touch on. Well, them let's least. go. Let's move to recommend a movie. Ah, uh, do you forget bowls? Is <laughs> 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 bowls a swear word? Mm, no, it's okay. Okay. Well. Don't do it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, off the top of my head, if I had to recommend a movie, I would recommend. Nah, I don't. I don't have any movies in my head right now. Recommend a show then. Recommend. Oh, I would love to recommend a show. Brendan. Go for it. Finally, um, Sherlock. I've been watching Sherlock. Okay. okay. You can only recommend one. <laughs> you Fair. Fair. Recommend I'll, I'll, I'll control myself. I don't. Isn't is the, are they still making episodes for that? They are. Man, that thing's old. That it was is like old. 2010. I 2017, actually. I think. What do you mean? Or at least the last season was in. Oh no, I was saying like like I remember it being around in 2010. Oh okay. Then. Um, I'm recommending the movie that I talked about earlier in the show, The Social Network. I feel like everyone's seen it, but if you haven't, it's on Netflix and it's pretty yeah, it's good. Cool backstory of Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Red Flag Game. Okay. Uh, they over exaggerate everything. Everything, everything. 
<laughs> so are you exaggerating now? <laughs> um, but I'm not over exaggerating now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a deal breaker for me. Deal breaker. Uh, have you ever dealt with someone who actually over exaggerates everything? You've yes. met a person like that, haven't no, you? No, I've dealt with. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But nah, deal breaker. Deal breaker. Everything like they over exaggerating everything. For the most part, yeah. I mean, but like, well, like there's also the there's benefit in that in that if something good happens to it, they think it's the best thing ever, which can be kind of cute. Mm, that's. But it can also get annoying. Just be like, Jesus, it's not annoying. that big of a deal. Honestly, like, exactly. Man, yeah. I think ah, I was gonna say red flag, but I think you just convinced me deal breaker just by hearing. No, that even the positive things would be annoying. That's like you need <laughs> exactly. You do something nice for them, and I'm, then it's I'm like I'm gonna go red flag. Still, I think uh, I think flag. I would be able to put up with it for the most part. It'd be annoying, but I could deal. I think I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. I got a. I have a second one uh, red. for red flag. They have a very annoying laugh. Nah, I think I'd get used to it. Uh-huh. I think it might be cute. <laughs> I think it might be cute after a while. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm still. I'm gonna go red flag again. I, I, I feel like if we were, if I was just like n- not in the mood, mm-hmm. uh, just or we we're having a fight and she like laughed like that, I'd be like, that's oh. it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then um, last, I actually have a second. Wait, wait. Yeah, second. Would you rather? Okay. Um, would you rather have a bad limp or a bad lisp? Mm. Uh, the limp doesn't hurt. You just oh, can't. Yeah, okay. it doesn't hurt. All right, that's a that's a very important distinction. Um, maybe a bad list. list. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, uh, that was you set me up there. Maybe a bad list. Yeah. Oh, um, I'll go. I'll go limp. Be, uh, yeah. Because I feel like I I would just be. I feel like I'd kind of be. People make fun of lists, but oh, they don't yeah. make fun of limps. Hmm. That's fair. I Do feel people make fun of lisps? Um, as someone with one, a slightly oh. having one, yes, fair. all the time. Okay, that's oh, I hate, I hate I don't people, make fun of lisps. I hate people telling me, where are you from? What's your accent? Uh, like, Do people uh, ask I'm where you're from? All the time. Oh, all the goodness. time. Um, I'm just like, oh, I'm fourth generation Winnipeg. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, <laughs> nowhere. I don't know what it is. <laughs> nowhere. Um, well, recently my girlfriend identified it as... Um, I can't pronounce my R's right. Like, if I talk fast, like, I don't pronounce my R's. So I'll be like, instead of saying frustrated, Mm -hmm. I'll say frustrated. (laughs) I'm so frustrated right now. (laughs) Um, I hope she doesn't bring that up when you guys are fighting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> oh, so like I, I never get angry. Like I, I'm, I'm not someone that gets angry at her ever. Like I'm never. Right. I, I rarely ever have problems with her in my relationship. But like mm-hmm. if on the off occasions that I, I'm like, hey, I'm actually mad right now. Yeah. And I, and like we're arguing, and I, and I stutter or do something like that, and she makes fun of me. I, I'm just like, I'm out of here. Oh, I'm so no. done because it's, it's probably the, actually the only self-conscious thing that I have about myself is. Yeah the way I talk, my list. Um, it's the one thing that, like, um, like people can make fun of me for anything. That's the one thing. Because it's mm. the one thing I can't control, and it's the one thing that's, like, so noticeably different from every other person. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so she identified it as, I can't say my R's. And what what I found is that if I've known you for, like, if, if you know me or if you hear me talk for a, pro- a prolonged amount of time, mm. you don't notice anymore. You don't say he has an accent. But when you're first meeting me, everyone, yeah, everyone mm. I meet for the first time always saying, like, where are you from? Interesting. What's your accent? And oh. it always gets me, like, <sighs> and, like, mm. like, even Matt and, yeah, Matt and Quinn, they both say, like, you don't have an accent. Like, I don't know what these people are talking about. Actually, I don't hear on it. SSA, I want to say there was someone on SSA who asked Matt, like, oh, what's Brendan's accent? And he, he 
got mad at them for me. Like he defended me. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't have like an accent, oh, even below. <laughs> Anyways, okay, you still going with lisp then? Yeah. Okay, I'm this. definitely going with yeah. limp. Um, picky either segment. Oh my goodness. Okay, it's been four weeks of strike, and like I feel like I feel like I've given you enough to work. Man, here, li- listen to me. <laughs> I'm I tried a green bean this weekend. A, a cooked green, green bean, not, mm. nevertheless, because I don't eat cooked vegetables. I think I hate I hate them. They're mushy and disgusting. I had a piece of green bean that was cooked, and I swallowed it. Like, come on, give me props for that. I think uh, I think the union recognizes the effort that you're putting in. Um, we appreciate the steps that you've taken. However, uh, after consultation with my union rep, we still have the offer that we left at the table, and uh, I have to eat a blueberry for you. Have to, you have to eat. I guess this will always be a one-sided. You have to eat a blueberry. This will always be a one-sided segment. Then you have to. Eat I also <laughs> tried corn on the cob that was cooked on the barbecue. I had never had that before. That's like I love corn. I love corn on the cob, but always boiled. This was the first time I had oh, it on barbecue. Oh, you won't eat it barbecued. It gives it that it's, flavor. Oh, though. it's not that I wouldn't eat it barbecued. Just I. Yeah, no, I I went before I went because they had the char on it, but I actually tried. I didn't like it. I tried. Yeah. It, I didn't like it. Like that's the other thing with the green bean. I tried it. I didn't like it, but at least I tried it. And at least I tried this corn. I didn't like it, but at least I tried it. You're making progress. You're making, making progress. progress. Once you eat that blueberry um in this room and you tell people how how much how, what you think of that, I don't even want you to like it. Like I'm not gonna force feed you a blueberry and tell you to like it. Can I'm not spit an it out? Animal. Um, I don't know if Jared would like that. I'll do it in the cup. <laughs> you do it in the cup. Okay, maybe. Then you'll come. Then, then, then you'll participate will, in the segment. Then I will leave my strike. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> That's all the segments we have. We'll now bring Trevor on. Did you say what was on your mind? Mm, I feel like we kind of just... We did. It was the... I, I said that it was an hour of just being in Brendan's sides. Oh, inside Brendan's mind. I just kind of riffed off a bunch of stuff. Do you have something on your mind? No, I no, I had like a lot specific. of things. I mean, we went into like why Safeway in business. Uh, do you cut a tomato from the bomb to top? Like, those are all just kind of what's on my mind. But yeah, anyways, we'll uh, take a break and bring on Trevor for um, a little interview. Fun. See you in a second. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. All right, and we're back. We now have Trevor, the LGBTQ rep for Umsu on the line. How are you, Trevor? I'm amazing. How are you? We're doing great on this fine Wednesday afternoon. Um, it's freezing. Um, <laughs> it is kind of cold. <laughs> Winnipeg is back, isn't it? I yeah. hate Winnipeg, um, but also <laughs> love it. Yeah. What do you have plans to move uh, move away one day? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I'm so used to being here that I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in a place that doesn't have like a miserable winter. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just so accustomed to it now. Was that Stockholm syndrome? You can't get away from your captor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I can't escape it. I'm starting to love it, honestly. <laughs> That's good. I personally love Winnipeg too. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, tell us a little bit about your your position and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, As a representative, I represent students on campus um, who identify with the 2S LGBTQ plus community. Um, And so through that position, I do a lot of advocacy work. Um, I like to educate people, address students' concerns, um, bring them to UMSU where they pop up. Um, And I also served the past year as the president of the Rainbow Pride Mosaic. Um, RPM on campus, which is the queer-friendly 
sort of safe space on campus uh, for community and advocacy work. Awesome. Uh, with that, sorry, Trevor, in terms of education, that's pretty cool that you take on that role as well. I was actually wondering, this is something that I asked you on the side before, but are people allowed to refer to you as the queer rep? Um, and what are, what are sort of the intricacies that come with that? Yeah, for sure. So um, it's, it is kind of a touchy term for certain segments of the population, I feel, mm-hmm. um, because it has been used in sort of a negative sense right? Um, as more of like a slur towards the community. So that's definitely, I notice um, a lot of older members of the community will sort of find it kind of offensive sometimes. Not mm-hmm. everyone, obviously. There's individual differences everywhere, but um, I have noticed that's kind of a trend. But also, it's um, it's sort of like the community is taking it back. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, people who identify strongly with the queer community. Yeah. And so, probably the safest is, it's kind of a mouthful, but the US <laughs> LGBTQ plus or LGBTQ. Um, but but yeah, I, I think different people in the community, and broadly, um, it can be referred to as the queer community, but not everyone necessarily identifies that way. Um, but it's it's usually inoffensive, but some people do definitely take offense to it. So yeah. um, it's usually best to just ask um, yeah. how each individual, uh, whether they identify as a member of the queer community or not. Mm. Um, I certainly do, so... Definitely, I would not take offense to being called the queer representative because mm. I'm certainly queer. Um, I don't know if we've met, but... <laughs> <laughs> Are you, Trevor? Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. Maybe, is there a test I can do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Trevor, do you mind telling us a little bit about how you got into the position of um, LGBTQ rep? I'm so sorry. I, I always get stuck up on the B part. Uh, it's my list the g and the b back to back anyways um how you came to campus and kind of like all your involvement in clubs and uh councils before becoming uh the rep for amsu yeah for sure so um initially when i came back because i took quite a long break from school um and i was just like i was sort of at a crossroads where i was just like uh, I feel like I'm kind of wasting my time just because I was like performing quite poorly and whatnot, um, had a lot of issues going on. And so I took a break from university and then I decided to come back years later. And um, I started off with the Arts Student Body Council, ASBC. Um, I had run for the LGBTQ representative for ASBC two years ago and um yeah i i I was running as an independent as well Mm. so it was quite daunting i didn't really have a connection to campus just because i was a returning student sort of in my like third ish year and so i didn't really have like i didn't know too many people on campus um wasn't super connected i've always done like orientation but i never didn't really get as involved um, and so I decided to run for that. I did really well. Um, Jacob Sennison said he loved my campaign. And um, it, it was just, like, very flamboyant. I wore my rainbow hat everywhere, whereas, like, usually it's very, you know, like, professional headshot, whatever. <laughs> I have, like, 
quite an outstanding poster, um, really eye-catching. Unfortunately, um, because I wasn't independent, it definitely did make it harder. Um, so I, I came in second place of three, which mm-hmm. I was really proud about. Um, but yeah, I was like 40 votes away, I believe, from getting the position. And then ASBC is sort of like the cut of my jib, so to speak. And they appreciated my campaign. I made good connections with the people um, who won and also didn't win because um, I'm friends with everyone. And, um, and yeah, I just ended up being the director of communications for ASBC. And then, yeah, I sort of got the idea that as I was getting more and more connected, um, I really wanted to see sort of what UMSU was about. And I saw it as a larger scale platform that I was more interested in mm-hmm. um, just to help more people, do more for the community, and so that's sort of, I just ran for it on a whim, like not really knowing what I was doing. And um, yeah, no one ran against me, which was really helpful. <laughs> and I luckily got more yes votes than no votes. Everyone was scared of you. You would have won in any competition. <laughs> I was just too intimidating. There were like five other candidates and they all dropped out at the all candidates meeting. I feel. They heard Trevor Smith is running? Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. now you're in that position. And uh, what's been your favorite part about the position? Um, I love connecting deeply to the community. Like I've met so many incredible, passionate queer people through this position. Um, it's given me a lot of experience with leadership roles. Um, and it's given me opportunity to, um, to speak to my peers about mental health. Um, for instance, uh, with Jalene, I did the, um, the movies for mental health. Um, I forget when that was because time flies when it's COVID, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just different opportunities like that, like getting connected with the queer community at large. And, um, another favorite part is I have adoring fans as well. So, um, this past election, I had my banner that it was enormous <laughs> and kept falling down anyways. So that was um, stolen and taken out to southwest rural Manitoba and hung wow. up as a giant flag. <laughs> so, yeah, you, so, yeah, that's you become been a, famous. a highlight. You've become famous in this role. I remember, um, I feel like this was a year and a bit back, but you post on your story when you hit 1,500 followers on uh, Instagram saying, like, you're, you know, Winnipeg famous and I uh, <laughs> I agree I subscribe to that you uh, you've definitely taken on this role and made it your own and you're a big Winnipeg icon now because of it oh my god stop <laughs> <laughs> I only have 2,000 something followers um, <laughs> you can't see you but I know you're blushing <laughs> <laughs> I am you always make me blush silly <laughs> what has been your least favorite part about the position though um where do I begin <laughs> totally kidding um but it, it was really hard coming into this position at first because there was um, a community groups coordinator named Mubo when I first started, and she was a saint. Um, I had meetings with her, like all the ways that we could work together. She would help me sort of achieve my goals. And then um, right before, maybe like a week before I actually started in the position officially, um, she was let go by Umsu, um, which was like a <laughs> bit of a tricky situation for me just because I was like, oh, like I sort of came into the position with a certain expectation and then had to like 
quickly mm-hmm. adapt to another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I would say that was um, quite a challenge for me. Um, but I have had a lot of support through UMSU mm-hmm. since then as well. Um, but I would also say that um, another thing too was that the previous representative before me had let um, UMSU use RPM's study room as a storage room, oh. which was fine and necessary during all the renovations and whatnot. But when I came onto the position, it was like quite a challenge. There was like a lot of heat, I feel, um, because mm-hmm. the community wanted their room back. And I was just sort of thrown into a position where I was like, oh, this is like kind of tricky. Um, how do I navigate this? Mm. I really want to. Um, help the community out and like getting this room back but I understand there's issues with space and whatnot so there's just been a lot of like challenges as far as like needing to navigate that and um, and yeah just it's helped me grow a lot so I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a least favorite because I've grown a lot and again I've met so many incredible people through it but other things, too, is like sometimes you try to make things happen and um, unsuccessful. Like I wanted to do an award for queer students with disabilities and I wasn't able to secure the funding for that. So it's hard sometimes where you have an idea and then it's, um, you know, it fails in the implementation, things like that. So yeah. so just a lot of learning experiences and um, I've grown through all that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's something you've done in the position that you're most proud of? Actually, a few things. Um, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is your time. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. So um, something that I'm quite proud of was um, this past year, um, we collaborated with the international students rep, Victoria, last year. Um, to have a respectful, open dialogue on culture and the queer community. Mm. So um, we invited, like, members of the queer community as well as, um, you know, international students from all over the world, and we just had a dialogue about um, how people saw the queer community back in their, like, home culture, their home country, um, like, laws around it. And it was really eye-opening for everyone. And I thought that was just, like, a really nice moment to have where maybe some people have never even had that much exposure to the queer community before. Mm-hmm. And so meeting people who identify as, like, 2SLGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think... It, it was really eye-opening for a lot of people. And I just love fostering that sort of environment. Um, another thing that sort of comes to mind for me was we did, um, we had a trans individual who was wanting to transition from the, the women's locker room to the men's at the um, Active Living Center. Mm-hmm. And... And so I was able to go just sort of as an ally because I'm a cis male Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, just sort of walked that student in to find their new locker. And, and yeah, like it it was just an amazing experience 
to be able to help him like that. And then I also built a friendship out of that. So sometimes it's like the little moments too yeah. on top of the broader moments. Um, That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing too is like um, doing school speeches I thought was, yeah, was really good. Like I, I've given speeches to elementary middle schools wow. um, about sort of, diversity the 2s lgbtq plus community Mm -hmm. so um it just talking to you know like grade five grade seven um and being able to tell them like they ask for dating advice or what's it like to be gay and work at smitty's or you know what's your favorite starbs drink um (laughs) just like really like sweet like cute things and having good interactions talking about serious issues like suicide things like that um so that's been really important i guess um and then lastly just i'm proud to be sort of standing in this position because when i first ran for asbc um i feel like like my posters were being vandalized someone gouged my eyes out put a slit across my throat um, on one of my posters, my posters were being torn down. So I'm proud of myself for having dealt with that. And well, you showed the yeah, there, just so sort like, of like yeah. still standing here, kind of. Yeah, no, like you overcame that adversity, and you know the best revenge is you know sh- show those people that you're succeeding, and yeah. you know they can't right. stop you. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I'm proud to represent a community that is globally oppressed obviously to varying degrees, but everywhere. And so I definitely felt a sense of being sort of unsafe on campus Mm. when that happened to me. Um, But I just also found strength in persevering and being like, you know what? People can slit my throat on my (laughs) rainbow hat poster, but I'm still going to be here for the community at the end of the day. And I still want to do good things for the community. So that's beautiful trevor and you're beautiful and you you're so yourself and i think that's reflected in your posters like you're talking about i remember the first interaction that i had with you was through one of your posters and it was so like you said flamboyant and very present (laughs) (laughs) on the walls um but i guess my question for you is how do you how do you manage and how do you navigate dealing with um, the community overall because like you said it's a lot of individuals that are being uh, lumped in together like so you know lesbian folk or gay folk they don't have the same uh, problems that you advocate for so for how sure do you, how do you navigate that and it's it's a very wide spectrum right that you represent so yeah yeah absolutely well first of all you made me cry from being so nice um (laughs) secondly i feel like um yeah like my own personal experience all i know is what it's like to be a white cisgender gay man Mm -hmm. and that's really the only part that i can personally speak to with my experience um and so a lot of the position is just always having an open ear, an open heart, and an open mind, and wanting to learn more about the community. And obviously, through my role and just through my personal life, like I have extensively interacted with people from all um, all walks of life. Mm. And so just learning more about different issues and being an ally where I can be. And um, 
even like I said, with the active living center, mm. just um, just like being able to like I I don't know personally what it's like to be trans. I can't know, yeah. but I can use my experience um, with oppression to sort of like draw a bridge and try to imagine what that might might be like. And so, even things like you know, like walking someone to their new locker room if they're mm-hmm. a bit anxious about it. Um, things like that, I feel like I learn a lot about the individual issues within the community, and that makes a huge difference. And I can sort of use that experience to build, I guess, a database of sorts of, yeah, of different Mm -hmm. um, issues that people in the community face, even if I don't personally face some of those issues. Yeah, you learn well a lot. Said. Well said, Trevor. Yeah. Um, we've kind of gone through all the professional and formal <laughs> questions. Uh, now we want to get more personal with you, Trevor. You are an Absolutely. icon at <laughs> Country Fest, and <laughs> I know you have a ton of stories, but uh, and we might have to get you on this podcast just to hear them all, uh, but uh, <laughs> just tell us the one story of how you became an icon at Country Fest. Um, so, okay, like... I have always been really interested in, um, in like creating new safe spaces where they didn't exist before, and I do so in sort of a very like, I don't want to say abrasive, but in a way where like, I have a lot of fun sort of toying with people's expectations, and mm. me as a person is definitely not what you expect to see when you come to. Um, when, when you come to Country Fest. No, 100%, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and so so I've had so much fun over the years. I mean, obviously, in some cases, like, it is dangerous for me. Like, people, like, call me the F word. Like, people mm. say all sorts of stuff to me, threaten me with violence and whatnot. Yeah. But throughout the years, I've seen a gradual change of just, like, people really embracing me. Um even just this, and it's sort of like my own form of like weird activism where I go into like the heart of rural Manitoba, Dolphins Country <laughs> Fest, and where people are homophobic because either, you know, they're gay themselves and want to seem not gay, or if um, a lot of times it's just people have never experienced, have never met a queer person. Mm-hmm. And so I don't blame them for having those opinions if it's sort of like that's what you've heard about gay people for instance so so it is toxic but i don't blame the individual for sort of how they react to their social context and so being that person who they can meet um and can relate to can put a face to whatever 2s lgbtq means um you know to someone who's never interacted with the community i think that's really important for me so i go around country fest like very highly conservative area i would say Mm -hmm. um and and yeah i just like wear like rainbow accessories and (laughs) and just have so much fun interacting with people who have never gotten a chance to interact with someone like me before and they love it too even if it takes them like like sometimes it's like one year they're kind (laughs) of um like very against homosexuality they'll tell me like get away from me 
I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the next year, they greet me with a hug. It's like, oh, it's A. Trevi, the butt loser from Country Fest. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, I love having those types of interactions with people. And it's gotten to the point where last year, for instance, there was this old, like, homophobic grandpa who sort of, like, came at me and was, like, trying to fight me or something. And immediately, like, all of these, like, super conservative like country hockey boys just like pounced on this grandpa and they're like don't hurt trevi (laughs) so like i feel like even just my presence being there in a place that's like not really built for me i mean obviously it's not like the organizers have something in mind but just like the social congregation as it is is not necessarily super welcoming to gay people and I like that I've sort of carved out a space where I am welcome um, to the point where they will defend me from, you know, yeah. homophobic crap. What are you? Sorry. Who, who's threatening you specifically with violence, Trevor? I mean, for those of you that have not met Trevor, he, <laughs> you're a big dude, to say the very least. So who, who's yeah, who has enough? The, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Trevor, yeah, what are you, so, my friends? <laughs> If so you don't mind I'm saying, 300 like pounds. Thanks for noticing. And um, that was your goal. And also you six foot there. three. Six foot th- Yeah. You're, who who would even threaten you? Exactly. Like, God damn. <laughs> kill anyone. I know. Like, that's the thing, though, is just like, it's really, it's not against me as a person. It's more like the ideology or like yeah. the, mm-hmm, no. the queer identity that they have an issue with. Yeah. And so... And also, too, it's like, I think most people pick up, like, I'm not looking for a fight with anyone. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, happy-go-lucky, just there to, like, (laughs) drink out of my penis cup and have a good time. And That cup's iconic. Iconic. Like, pick up on that, I guess. Yeah. What are your butt luge numbers at? Like, didn't you hit, like, 33 (laughs) this past year? Uh, This past year, I did 30. 30. Um in one weekend at yeah. Country Fest, which is a very impressive metric, um, by my assessment, anyways. Um, I was going to aim for 31 this Country Fest, but unfortunately, thanks to COVID, um, it wasn't a thing. You, so. you must still have the record. 30's got to be a record at Country Fest. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, 30 may even be a global record. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll have to, like, call Guinness Book of World Records just to see, like, what is the maximum number of butt losers in one weekend? We I mean, yeah, you've become Winnipeg famous. The next thing to do is become Canada famous. And maybe the way <laughs> they do that is through your butt losers. Yeah, I'll represent Canada. Um, I'll get a medal from Justin Trudeau. Just for the butt losers. That's awesome, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate having you uh, you coming on. And uh, honestly, like I'm seeing with Tina thinking like, yeah, for sure, Trevor's a second time guest like oh, in the future. Absolutely. We we know you have so many stories. I mean, your your Snapchat tells a million <laughs> stories. Um, but yeah, thank you, thanks true. again for coming on, Trevor. Um, we wish you a uh, great rest of the day. Yeah, Bless you, Trevor. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to blab my nonsense. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, have a great rest of your day yourselves. Thanks, Trevor. Bye-bye. You threw off my groove. And we're back. Thanks so much for Trevor for coming on the podcast. Um, Tino, the joke of the week is actually a knock knock joke. So oh, okay. Go um, ahead. Do I start? No- yes. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? Tino. Okay. 
your face right now. Ah, that's oh the joke. Oh <laughs> Tino's face Ended. is priceless. I'm sorry. That's Ended. probably a bad joke of the week because only, only I enjoyed that. <laughs> seeing Tino's face, like, what are you doing, man? What? What do you mean? I, I start. See, I have news for you. Only you enjoy the jokes of the week. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> the last last week's was good. That country. Okay, that's fair. That, uh, the last that's week's fair, was good. That's you fair. gotta give me last that's week's. Fair. But yeah, I'll, that I'll is that is true. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, sorry for going over an hour again. I think um, we actually had some co- compliments that going over an hour or going to an hour is good. So I yeah. think that's going to become the standard now, especially with just having our guests go about 20 to 25 minutes. But anyways, uh, the song of the week, uh, you should already know what it is by now, just based on how this, the earlier conversations <laughs> went. Uh, so you know why we're here. Thanks for listening. All right. Don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Sun is down.